You're listening to Midlife State of Mind Podcast, hosted by Aaron Beadle and Belinda Fleming, two gals who dish on all the challenges and opportunities that come with this middle section of your life. Each episode, you'll find yourself going between laughter and tears as they cover all the topics you need to know about midlife. Welcome back to Midlife State of Mind. I'm your host, Aaron Beadle. And Belinda Fleming. Well, we are diving into our last style of love or kind of love, storge. Storge love is the love you have for your family. And especially love for children. Yes. Your own children. Naturally, instinctual to be a protector of your children. But we're in the truest sense, we're ultimately talking about any type of familia relationship. And it's the kind of love that is unconditional and it's unearned. So it really starts out as a dependency type of love. If you're thinking of the storge from the child's perspective, they're dependent on their parent. And that is that unconditional, natural, they're looking for who is taking care of them, Mm -hmm. the caretaker. We generally would think of the mother or the father, but it could be any any adult that is providing care. So it is this relationship in the beginning that is about dependency, that is born out of familiarity living in the same homes together, raising a family together, creating this sense of closeness and trust. And that is one that's kind of what sets it apart from others is that it's very grounded in or rooted in this desire to care compassionately for another person. And hopefully we're speaking today of healthy relationships, healthy family situations. Mm-hmm. So this would be a very stable and enduring type of love. It's often a love that's built on a sense of comfort and commonality and interests, values, and goals. So if you think about in a family, typically you'll hear people talk about our family's values. Oftentimes when you are in a family unit, you have the same values. And interests, And morals and interests, exactly, because usually children learn from their parents. I mean, they can grow up to have different views. And different interests, but when they're young, they're usually mirroring whatever mom or dad are doing. Right. And that is one thing that when you think of storge, like I said, it's an unearned love. So for instance, a parent with their child, no matter what your child does, you love them regardless. So it's not a love that has conditions. Usually love is conditional because we are loving somebody and as long as they love us back we continue to love them and it's reciprocal usually but with this type of store gate it doesn't necessarily have to be reciprocal exactly so when you are a parent and your child does something bad, you still love them. Or when they do something that displeases you, I should say. And then oftentimes, because as a parent or as a the primary caretaker for a dependent, so whether it's a child that you birthed or if it's someone that you're raising, you really aren't getting a lot in return at first. I mean, they do say, I love you sometimes, but more often than not, it's all about things that you're doing for them. And it might even feel sacrificial, right? That there's a lot of sacrificing going in into why you better think long and hard before you start a family because there are things that you are sacrificing. Well, you absolutely have to give up stuff if you are having this type of storge love for someone because it means you're putting their needs always before your own. You're always putting them at the forefront. Whereas in a romantic love, you don't always do that. 
And, and romantic love is this heightened awareness of physical attraction and all of these things. That is not any of the characteristics of Storge. And Storge doesn't waver or change, whereas how in our last episode we talked about how Eros is fleeting and then it can be replaced with philia. Or sometimes if it's just a friendship, it can also, friendships end. But Storge will never, it doesn't is diminish. Enduring. enduring for a lifetime. Yeah. But it's different from agape because agape is more characterized as like God's love for us and what we should show to everyone. But it's almost agape is the ultimate goal and we don't always will fall short. But Storge, both of us are our parents. And so we have had that where we, when you bring someone into this world or maybe for the first time hold a child that you're going to care for, there is this overwhelming feeling of love where you're just like, oh my gosh, you know, and terror too, because you're like, I'm responsible for keeping this person alive. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, we can have a Storge type of love for our pets too. Yeah. They're part of our family. For people and that don't maybe have even, or that haven't had anyone biological yeah anyone I know when we had the loss of our pet it deeply affected every member of our family because our pet was such a a A furry four legged member of the family for sure and and if anyone exhibits this idea of natural love is a pet unconditional love yeah Yeah. this natural unconditional love that we I know as being a dog lover goodness they give you the purest sense of store gay love they do you're they right really do. and they even when you get irritated with them they still just love greet you, you like, unconditionally yeah now cats don't do that um, <laughs> <laughs> i don't have a cat so i do and actually cat my person. cat is super sweet and always loving and actually she's very much like a dog because she wants to be pet all the time and she wants love all the time and she's all but i've had other cats who are typical cats where you know they say cats want love when they want love Dogs want love all the time. Dogs dogs want to give love. They want to receive love all the time. So yeah, it could be for a pet. It's often even then as if you think about as we age, then it's the kind of love that we have for our parents when we become more of the caretaker maybe when we're caring for our aging parents in that role reversal. Absolutely. And Storge is really the characteristics are loyal, committed, and dependable. And our parents exhibit those characteristics for us as we're young children and grow up and then we pivot into the role and we become that for our aging parents so you're exactly right and it is that circle of life isn't it well that's why when we talked about when we kicked off the intro to this is we talked about the parenting attachment styles and how important that initial caregiver whether it's a mother or a father whether you birth the child or not it doesn't matter when a baby is born it has no idea who it came out of all it knows is if its needs are being met and if it's getting love and affection and all of the things that it needs to thrive right and that's how it learns all of that in the the first 18 months is so important for setting up the future, how they're going to relate to people. Do they know that they can count on people? And so then, so as a parent who is caring for a child, when you show this story of love, you're showing then that child how they're going to grow up. And so that's why that cycle is repeated over and over. Well, it's a deep caring bond that develops naturally and it is passed on from parent to child, husband to wife, siblings. We have that same mm-hmm. story of love 
love with, I have three daughters and two sons and there's a beautiful love that they have for one another and it is a protective love. Wouldn't well, you say? So, well, because I'm thinking back to growing up with two sisters and a brother. I could beat the crap out of my sisters. But, but nobody if else you <laughs> cross my sister, you better watch out because I would put a beat down on somebody yeah. who, you know, crossed one of my sisters. Well, it, it also is the type of love that can withstand hardships, trials. I mean, think about what it's like to be a part of a family and all of the things that you go through. Life, it's all together through thick and thin, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So that's storge for sure. Yeah, because you are committed to that relationship regardless of whether that person is playing nice or whether they are having a hard time. So there's no keeping track of tit for tat type of thing. Well, it's interesting because agape is listed in the Bible like over 200 times. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that storge love is not mentioned. The word storge is not mentioned in the Bible. No, but the opposite is mentioned twice. And it actually is a stork ghost, as assume, I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced. And it is translated as to mean without love and devoid of affection. And so the word a stork ghost is translated into heartless. Exactly. And so if you think about looking for examples biblically about storge love, you can't find that no. word, but you can find verses that represent it. Honor your mother, honor your father, that your days may be long in the land of the Lord your God is giving you. That, that's from Exodus. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. That comes from Romans. So by this we know love, that he laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. So there definitely are references to this storge type of love, but it is quite ironic that the opposite is what is. Mm -hmm. It's like, don't do this. What you don't want to do is be heartless. You want to have affection and love. Well, one thing that I found when I was reading up on storge is that it can also be used. I thought this was interesting because we talked about arrows. We talked about philia in terms of kind of romantic relationships. But storge actually can be used to describe a sexual relationship between two people that gradually grew out of a friendship. And storge lovers often cannot pinpoint the moment that the friendship pivoted from friendship to be a romantic love. That whole concept, how we talk about falling in love, one one minute they're like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, we're just good friends. And then all of a sudden they see them differently for the first time and wait a minute. How did that happen? Oh, wait. <laughs> um, but, and also it's because it's such a deep friendship to start, it can withstand the breakup of the sexual relationship. So if there's two friends that are friends for a long time that enter into then this, you know, sexual romantic relationship they have such a foundation from the friendship side that familial non-conditional love that when that part ends their love for each other can endure and I thought that was really interesting because we think of it in terms of philia but I guess story has that element of where it can flip-flop between from the friendship unconditional love to becoming a romantic love 
So wrapping up with all four types of love, I think it would be nice for us to just go over those again and how it's so important to have all four types showing up across our lifespan for us to have loving, healthy, fulfilling relationships. So we'll revisit agape, this all giving love, not concerned with self, only concerned with all human beings. This love that is universal. So it transcends everything. It's the ultimate pinnacle of love. It's what we aspire to. Absolutely. And it's very difficult. We talked about in the episode when we really took a deeper dive is that you can spend your whole life trying to attain this agape love that we can show in all situations to all people, regardless of beliefs, differences, cultures. Mm-hmm. and um, But it's something that, like as you said, we, we truly We'll have more of a loving relationship with all people if we can aspire to that. Well, because I think the, the root of agape is compassion. Because when, when you have compassion for other people, you can put yourselves in their shoes. And so maybe when you would be harsh or pass judgment, instead you can be compassionate and have a love for them for what they're going through. So then we talked about Eros. That erotic, passionate, romantic, yeah, butterflies in the stomach, all consuming. It's like a fire. We said how the Greeks said it was the cause of madness, and how we know that because there's been how many books, songs, movies about about romantic love that eros. The fleetingness of it, that it it's, can be the beginning of a beautiful thing, but it can also just be that thing. Just isolated as yeah. this deep, deep passion. And Eros is fleeting. Yes. But boy, is it great when, when you have it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Philia. We talked about the brotherly love and friendship, supporting one another, and the partnership that you create and the a strong foundation that you have to build upon, whether it's with all the different types of relationships that we have in life. Philia can show up in our family relationships. Mm-hmm. It can show up in our work relationships. It can also be part of a loving relationship that starts as Eros, but grows and has periods of time that, that Philia sustains you. And I think what makes Philia different is that commitment. There's that commitment to it, to long-term, the person long term. Supportive, caring about what is the best, wanting the best for that person. For that person. So it's less about yourself and more about the other person. And then, of course, storge, the Greek word that is referring to the relationship that exists between mother and child, father and child, and son, daughter, sisters, cherishing one's relatives, especially parents or children, and the mutual love of parents and children and wives and husbands, loving affection, prone to love, loving sensitively, chiefly of the reciprocal tenderness that is experienced from the time a child is born. Wow, it's just this wonderful, overwhelming desire to protect and to nourish. And that's the type of storge love that we're referring to. Well, and I do think of storge as a type of agape. Yes. Because God has this love for us as his children. And that example 
is what we want to portray in our own family interactions and relationships. Similar to what God feels for us as agape, that is our goal to treat all people with or to have for all people. And then storge is that same version with our own family members. So love, love makes the world go round, right? Yes, indeed. Imagine how awful life would be without love. It It would be lonely and sad for sure. When you mentor your children through heartbreaks, anytime with that option to have that great feeling of love, of course there's risk. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather risk all day long feeling something as wonderful as love, you know, to have the risk of the heartache and the heartbreak. Because even with your own children, they break your heart, right? So Storge, your children break your heart all the time. Little, Little heartbreaks along the way when you're raising them, when you see them be mean or you see them do something something that you don't want and or you hear you know you get a call from the teacher at school and you're like I can't believe he did that you know it's a little my little Timmy did that (laughs) but it's a little heartbreak but the flip side is this amazing relationship that you get to have with somebody with by loving them and being loved by them it offsets any heartbreak not just romantic leagues but just all the heartbreaks in life so take chances take lots of them the loving piece of life is so worth all the risks be honest and no matter where you end up and whom you end up with it always ends up the ways that it should be because everything we learn in life is a lesson and experience and we get to make mistakes and we get to learn from them and we get to love better. We get to learn from what we experience in our family lives, what we get what we experience in love relationships and everything is always worth it in the end. It's always worth it. The risks of love include loss, but they also include great great love and great reward. Exactly. Well, I think we've covered the love, haven't we? Yes, and it requires a lot of courage to show up with these types of love. It absolutely does. Being willing to take the risk to love and know that you could end up with a broken heart and still do it is very courageous. And we also show by example for others to take that risk and that the risks support our growth and our expansion and we exponentially just like as you have one child and you can't ever fathom how you could love another child even more than you love that child and somehow it's multiplied isn't it yes instead of instead of being divided yes yes love multiplies instead of instead of divides so what a wonderful thought to end our series on the four types of love yeah Will you guys go follow us on the socials, Midlife State of Mind Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Check out our website, midlifestateofmindpodcast.com. Learn all about Belinda and I and tell them about our retreat coming up. We're very excited to host a retreat in Italy. It will be in the Tuscany region, and it's going to be October of this year. And if you want more information, go to our website, click on the retreat tab, and you can also email us with any questions that you might have. We look forward to being with you again next week. Have a great week. Bye. This has been an East Squared production.